Do you know that chorus? Sing it with us today as we begin. Won't it be wonderful there? there it's going to be wonderful here right because this is the day the Lord has made and we have a choice today the Bible says I will rejoice so we have to make that determination every morning but let's make it a good day today let's praise the Lord because God inhabits praise and so let's come together today just to celebrate the faithfulness and goodness of God I love the little Stories that happen every day at Shades of Grace in so many, many ways. And I have one to share with us this morning with permission. Ricky sitting back here with the blue shirt. Uh, let me back up just to the day before. We had a funeral service here for a gentleman who had passed away in prison. And a lot of people did not know that he had passed away. The word did not get out. His own children really didn't realize that he had been sick in the prison and so we had the service here, and it turns out that Ricky is the best friend of the one whose funeral we held, and he was walking down by the library about an hour after the funeral service ended here, and he found the little memorial plaque, the little uh, paper that we give out to everyone, a memorial paper, and he saw on the back the word Shades of Grace, so he picked it up and he brought it in and he realized when he opened up he saw the picture of his friend on there. And so Ricky came in yesterday to inquire a little bit more about what had happened and, and all. And so we're so glad that um, Ricky's able to be with us today and he brought someone with him. So will you welcome them today? God bless you. And um, continue to remember the Tipton family today of Michael Allen Tipton. And as a part of all of that, um, Ricky asked me, can we sing Victory in Jesus? And I said, of course. So let's sing it together. I heard an old, old story how a Savior came from glory how he gave his life on calvary to save a wretch like me i heard about his groaning of his precious blood's atoning then i repented of my sins won the victory oh victory in jesus my savior I see another one of our friends over here. Jimmy, tell me what his name is. Ricky, a gentleman over here. We have two Rickies. Okay, I, I thought so. I'm getting my Rickies mixed up today. But Ricky is over here, and uh, we're so glad he came in today. And the Lord gave him a gift of a miracle a week or two ago also here in Shades of Grace. And so God bless you. We welcome you, and we welcome each one of you here today. Okay? So we're going to pray. We do want to remember Pastor Regina. She is scheduled to enter into a residential rehabilitation facility sometime today. She is unable to walk. She cannot get around at all. 
So we ask you to please pray for Pastor Regina during this difficult time. And I think initially they're looking at uh, two or three weeks of inpatient uh, rehab and then hopefully be able to get her back at home. But it's going to be a while until she's able to be with us. So I want you to pray for her. She is scheduled to be at Encompass, which is just off of Gibson Mill Road across from the community campus. So all of us know whether it is that is where she will be. However, the visiting hours are limited, so you'll have to find out when you'll be able to visit. But I know that she would welcome a call or a card or even a visit when you have the opportunity to do that. Yes, Martha. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, Martha's sugar is 190 today, so let us pray for Martha. That's uh, a bit high, so we pray for, for you today. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Remember this request. Yes, sir. Your grandmother is in the hospital. All right, thank you. We'll remember your grandmother. And I saw another hand somewhere. Did I see another? Yes. Yes, our new friend who is here today for the first time. And uh, she lost her son three months ago, very suddenly. And so we're glad you're here today with us and pray that you will find some comfort and peace of Jesus Christ with us. So God bless you today. I forgot your name already. Tammy. Okay. God bless you, Tammy. All right, Rachel, good to see you back again today in worship. We have Officer Craddock with us today, so will you welcome him? We're glad that he is with us today. Okay, and I saw Josh come in back in the corner. Good to see you. All right, God bless you. All right, it's just good to see everybody here. Let us bow our heads and our hearts in prayer. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this another privilege to gather as sisters and brothers and as family of God in the house of worship. And Lord, we know that we are imperfect human beings and we fall short, we falter, we stumble, and we sin. And so we come together gaining strength from one another, strength from your holy presence, and help us to encourage and lift up those among us who struggle, those who may falter, those who fail in many, many ways. And Lord, that includes me. It includes all of us. So let us truly draw near to you today. Let us worship you in spirit and in truth. And we thank you for Miss D. We thank you for Landon, for all the ones who will be participating in the worship to come. These things we pray in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. so long ago I cried out for mercy back then I pled the blood of Jesus begged him to forgive my sin but I just can't forget it it just won't go away so I wept again Lord wash my sin this was all he'd say What sin, what sin, that's as far away as the east is from the west. What sin, what sin, well it was gone the very minute you confessed. And it's buried in the sea of forgetfulness. The heaviest thing you'll carry is a load of guilt and shame. You were never meant to bear them, 
So let them go in Jesus' name. Our God is slow to anger. He's quick to forgive our sin. So let him put them under the blood. Don't bring them up again. Cause you'll just say, what sin? What sin? Well, that's as far away. Is the east is from the west. What sin? What sin? It was gone the very minute you confessed. And it's buried in the sea of forgetfulness. as far away as the east is from the west. What sin, what sin, it was gone the very minute you confessed. And it's buried in the sea of forgetfulness. what we don't. He 
we don't and I'm so glad he sees what we don't Amen, aren't you thankful for that this morning? Lifting up the chorus like the saints gone on before us to declare his love while in this world below. By his spirit, he will lead us as we keep our eyes on Jesus. We will shout it to the nations till we get home. We'll work till we see Jesus work and sing until he comes. This blessed story on the road from here to glory. We'll work to we see Jesus and the Father says, Well done. There is no time to rest here as we proclaim this message. There's a perfect love that everyone should know. On the cross, he died for sinners, rose again and lives within us. We are called to bear a witness. To fallen souls will work till we see Jesus work and sing until he comes. We will share this blessed story on the road from here to glory, here to glory. We'll work till we see Jesus and the Father says, well done. We'll work till we see Jesus work and sing until he comes. We will share this blessed story on the road from here to glory. We'll work till we see Jesus and the Father says, well done. We'll work till we see Jesus work and sing until he comes. We will share this blessed story on the road from here to glory. We'll work till we see Jesus and the Father says we'll done. All right, I enjoyed the music today. Music lifts our hearts and helps us to focus on the Lord. You know, I heard someone pray earlier this morning, Lord, forgive me for letting the world get in my way today. And another song I recall says, Lord, help me to get out of your way so I can stay in your will. Sometimes that's a struggle, isn't it? It's a battle we choose. But anyway, we are really happy that you are here today in worship. It's a good place to be on a Saturday morning, and today is the first day of autumn. And Miss Betty, can I mention, you, this is Betty's last day with us until next spring because she goes to Florida for the winter. So uh, we will miss you when you're not with us, but God bless you. And uh, All right. All right, she's already there. All right, so uh, Betty has been with Pastor Regina this morning, and has, she is now in the Encompass uh, Rehabilitation Facility. So thank you for you and for all the folks from the congregation here, Sylvia back there, different ones I can't begin to call names, who have, have been working to help provide for Pastor Regina in these days. So anyway, you'll be missed, but um, you won't miss us as much as we'll miss you because you can watch us on Facebook, and she does. All right. Well, are you glad you came to worship today? Are you ready for some scriptures? The, the psalm writer said, The entrance of thy word, O Lord, gives light. And sometimes my soul gets a little dim. It gets a little dark. And so we need the light 
of the gospel, and that's where we'll be going today. Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16, and you can follow along on the screens if you can. And these are the words of Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denaria for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the very same thing again. About five in the afternoon he went out and found still other people standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long idle? Why have you been standing here doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. And he said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages beginning with the last ones hired, and then go on all the way to the first ones. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came, and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they ex expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you've made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for one denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. That's reading Matthew's Gospel, chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. Here we have another one of Jesus' great parables. A parable is really just a story that talks about earthly people and earthly things, but it's portraying a spiritual or heavenly purpose or a meaning beyond what the natural eyes and mind can comprehend. You have to think about spiritual things when you hear the parables of Jesus, and that's why Jesus said, whoever has ears, let them hear, because sometimes it's difficult to understand. Even though Jesus spoke with authority, he spoke in simple terms that even little children could understand. But we remember we're living beyond 2,000 years from there. And, it, you know, the language is different. The culture was totally different. Uh, lifestyles were different. Everything was different than what we experience in our 21st century way of living you know, it hasn't been that many years, even in our own lifetimes, for some of us, that we've seen cell phones. Anybody remember the first time you ever um, heard about an email? Landon, you don't remember that, do you? It's always been around. See how old he is? It's been around forever for him. It's only been around a little while for us. Somebody told me Landon is an old soul and a young body. And that's because of the music that he brings to us. But how many of you remember the things that we take for granted right now uh, we didn't even hear about years ago? And so think about centuries. Think about millenniums of time that have passed. And so we look at things with a totally different eye, and we hear it with a different ear. 
today. So let's kind of break this down a little bit today. The story that Jesus gave, because it's about grace. To me, this is all about grace. And if we ever forget about grace, then we're in trouble, right? And I need grace some days, and some days I need grace upon grace. You remember that phrase that is in the New Testament, grace upon grace? That's those days that are really hard when you need a little extra heaping of grace. But this landowner went out early in the morning, and Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner. This is about an employer and those who work for him. And Jesus will use this story to answer a question that had been found in the preceding chapter and verses leading up to what I have read here today. Remember, in case those of you who read the scriptures and study the Bible, in the original manuscripts and the original languages that the scriptures were written, they were not broken down in chapters and verses as we have them today. You know, we have them like chapter 19, beginning at verse 1, but in, in the original text, everything was just, it all went together, and over a period of time, the scholars and the, the people who worked on all of this to bring the Bible to us that we have today uh, figured out a way that would be easier for us to understand it and com compartmentalize is what I'm trying to say. Is that a word? Com yeah, okay, thank you. I have to stop and think on my skills of communication, as Mikey says. Okay, so to, to learn the full meaning of what this parable is talking about, you got to back it up to those few verses before in chapter 19. And that's when Simon Peter had looked at Jesus and said, Look, we have all, we have left everything. Look at us, the, the 12 disciples. Remember them? We've left everything and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? What are we going to get? What's in it for us? Have you ever thought about that? Following Jesus, what is in it for you? Well, I'll tell you, eternal life to come and peace in this mortal life. A peace that passes understanding of this world and a hope that gets us through from one day until the next. Life is not easy. Life is not always fair, is it? We don't understand why things happen. But Jesus is setting the stage to help answer the question that Simon Peter had just asked. And so they would have heard this parable in a different way than you and I probably hear it these many, many centuries later. The promise of a reward. And then remember that God's manner of distribution of rewards is not the same as what the world looks at today. How many of you know Jesus always made this particular statement in so many words, my kingdom is not of this world. And our problem in the church is often we read the scriptures, we hear the stories, and we try to apply them in our natural way of understanding when the Bible says that the natural man cannot comprehend the spiritual things of God because, you know, we are human beings. We see through a glass darkly. We don't understand. And so often we really don't listen to be able to understand, but we want to listen to be able to, you know, if somebody comes to me and begins to tell me their problem, for example, okay, let's say uh, someone says, I was driving down the road and a deer hit my car. And when you're telling that story, someone else jumps in. Yeah, but I was driving down the road and two deer jumped in front of me. And we always have to have a story that can outdo the story that's being told to us, right? Can you relate to that? So often we don't listen with ears to understand, is what I'm trying to say. We listen to see if we can try to do it better or outdo the one who is talking. 
And so here, Jesus is trying to tell Simon Peter, it's not always the way your mind is thinking. It's not always the way of the world. It is the way of the kingdom of God, which is within you. The kingdom of God is coming every day more fully into our lives as people of faith. Did you know that? We pray that prayer, thy kingdom come. And we're to pray that prayer daily. If you remember, every day we say, Lord, give us what we need. Give us our daily bread. So every day the kingdom of God is coming as we reach out and share God's message of love and grace. That's what God is calling us to do, is to scatter the seeds, to spread the good news, but God does not leave the results up to you and me. I am so thankful for that, aren't you? All we have to do is be faithful in letting our light shine and telling the old, old story, and God does the rest. How easy is that? How, you know, that's wonderful. It would be so much different if God said, okay, now you're going to be responsible for the results as well. And that just doesn't happen that way. So there is a promise of reward. And there is the principle that God's manner of reward is not like man's practice. Remember last week I mentioned to you that verse, Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together and running over shall people give into your bosom. But how many in the world today are more intent upon receiving? Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. And we talked about praying without ceasing. Men ought always to pray. And when that word says men, it means women and children. It means all of us. We ought always to pray in all places and everywhere but it's not always about gimme, 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 but it's, Lord, what can I do to further your kingdom? Ask not what your country can do for you. Remember that? But ask what you can do for your country. And I'd like to put that down to the, the church. Now, we know we are the church as individuals, right? You are the church. Miss D is the church. Quinn is the church. Amy is the church. All of you, by individuals, we are the church. But when we think of the group coming together, two or three or more, in like manner, we think of it as being in church, being in church. So we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But it is the church that is making the difference in the world. Okay. So this landowner, who is representative of the kingdom of heaven, went out to the marketplace looking for the day laborers. And people were gathering early in the morning, ready to go to work. And they agreed, yes, I'll work for you. And let's put that in terms for today. Let's say, okay, I'll work for $20 today. Well, I don't know if we get too much work for $20 for today in the inflation and in the economy. So let's say you get to work for 100 How many would rather work for $100 a day than $20 a day? Go ahead. Okay. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. All right. So let's say the, the landowner offered the first man who was there at 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to pay you $100 to work all day. That sounded great, didn't it? And then as we read the story, he would come back to the marketplace because they were harvesting grapes in the vineyard. And how many of you know what happens to grapes if you don't take care of them immediately? What happens? A lot of things can happen. Uh, if you leave them too long, the workers will probably get drunk and not come home. They get inebriated from the wine, right? Because if you leave the grapes too long, it'll, it'll be fermented. But what else happens to the grapes? They get gnats on them. They swarm, you know. And what else happens to the grapes? They rot in the vine. They blight. And then one of my favorite verses in the Old Testament, it's the little foxes that steal the grapes. So the varmints will come and eat them. So 
When the grapes are ready to pick, the man needs workers now. He doesn't need them in the middle of December when, when the harvest is passed. By the way, since today is the first day of autumn, there's a verse that I always like to pull in uh, during this time of year, and it just dawned on me, from the Old Testament. The summer is ended and the harvest is past, and we are not saved. Think about that. It's an Old Testament story about the people of Israel who had not yet been delivered from their captors. They were still in captivity to enemy forces. And they said, another season has come and gone. Summer has come and gone. And I'm going to ask you, what in your life is yet undone? Summer is gone. The autumn is upon us. Winter will come. But that's like it is in the seasons of our life. And Ralph over here told me this morning, he said, I'm an old man. I'm going to be 63 this week. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ralph, coming up. Everybody be sure and wish him that today before he leaves. But we have work to do, and time does not uh, stand still for us, right? We have a lot to do. Jesus said, look upon the fields, look upon the vineyards. They are white unto harvest. And there are not enough laborers in the field to harvest the crop. So throughout the day, the landowner would come and he would offer a job to various individuals who were standing there. And as the day got later, as 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock came, he offered those people the same amount of money that he had offered the man who was there at daybreak. He said, come on, work until dark. There may not be an hour left in the day, but I'll give you $100. Does that tell you that the job was critical? The job was of utmost haste and importance? They couldn't waste time? And in the kingdom of God, we have folks every day that we encounter. I think of that song, People Need the Lord Every Day. They pass us by. People need the Lord. At the end of open doors, there is, or at the end of broken dreams, I should say, there is an open door. And that's the music that Landon is playing there. And you remember that song. Every day we meet them in the streets, in the house of worship, on the job, in the office, in the school, Wherever you go, whatever you do, you pass folks who do not understand the value of the time in which they live and the urgency of the season that we are to be busy about our Father's business. Do you remember the story of Jesus when he was 12 years old? And it's the only, one of the only stories that I know about where Jesus was lost or at least they thought he was. He really wasn't lost at all. It was all in the way they looked upon it. Because when they, guess where they found him after three days? Where in the temple, exactly where you should expect to find Jesus. And guess what? You are the temple of God. I am the temple of God. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and God resides in every one of us. But sometimes we might feel that Jesus has kind of gotten lost in the temple or somewhere we've left him behind. Anybody ever feel that way? Like I'm kind of missing something here. Well, let me tell you today, you don't have to look very far. Jesus told a man in one of the gospel stories, you are not far at all from the kingdom of God. Why? Because the kingdom is within you. Sometimes it's those things that just clutter up the mind and the concerns and the burdens of life that overwhelm us until we can't think about anything but the negative things and the problems of life. But the Bible says, whatsoever things are lovely and true and pure and of good report and of our honesty, he said, think on these things. 
A lot of times we get in trouble because we start thinking in the negative sense. We think on the wrong side. And that's what happened to some of these folks here in the story today. As they were working in the vineyard, the people who came in early began to feel a little bit jealous because the ones who came in later got the same amount of pay. Think about it. And that's human nature, right? I mean, we'd like to think if we work really hard that we should be rewarded just a little bit uh, greater than someone who doesn't work so hard. But you see, grace tells us that God does not keep a record of our sins. I love that song in the beginning with the picture of the ocean. There was the vast ocean. Some of you are going to be seeing that ocean in just a day or two. Well, actually, some on this side and some on this side. And I may decide to take another week off. Who knows? I may come knocking on your door. Knock three times on the ceiling. Uh, anybody remember that one? Okay. Some of you look at me like, wow, where did this go? Okay. Anyway, the ones who worked only one hour or two hours got the same amount of pay, and the ones who've been there since daybreak were upset about it. Let's allow that to not ever happen in the kingdom of God or within what we think of as church congregations. You know, I've been in congregations in the past where it seems like the people that have been there the longest call all the shots and make all the rules. Amen. You've been there and done that? And this is grandma's church or this is uncle Henry's church or whatever, and it's always going to be that way, and it's passed down from generation to generation, and it's God's church. Amen? And those who get into the kingdom work late in life have just the same right as those who've been here forever. And the reason lots of church are dying, I'll just go ahead and say it, this wasn't a part of my sermon, but the reason so many churches are dying and just locking up and closing their doors is because they refuse to change their mindset and refuse to allow things to change and refuse to allow new persons who come in to be a part of the ministry. And I, heard, I actually heard of a church not too far away. Well, it's far enough away that you wouldn't know where it is. But they got to the point that they couldn't really afford to pay very much and all of the things that were going on in the church, they said, we're just going to lock our church up and close it down forever rather than let somebody else come in and take it over. Shame, shame, shame. That is not the kingdom of God. We're all working together in God's vineyard, right? We're all in this together. The finger cannot say to the hand, I do not need you, because where would the finger be without the hand? And what if the arm said, I don't need the hand? We'd have two little hands up here that look like angel wings. By the way, you don't become angels when you die. I just want to throw that in as a commercial. Amen. Did you know that? You do not become an angel when you die. You're a redeemed child of God, but God created human beings on a different level than angels. And so we are divine children of God. The angels are created beings. And he created all of them back in the beginning. And he doesn't make angels today. So if you're singing those songs about gaining the angels' wings, and oh, I read that in the obituaries. I may be meddling here and getting on somebody's bad side, but take it as a learning moment, please. Not as criticism. But they say, Grandma gained her angel wings this morning or... You know, somebody gained their wings. That is not true. And we keep spreading that around by singing songs like there's a brand new angel in the choir and I'm going to hear her sing. Y'all ever heard that one? So let's not, let's not, you know, did you know we learn our theology by the songs we sing? We really do. And we teach children how to memorize things by singing the alphabet and all. So let's get it right from the beginning. We are the people of God, the redeemed children of God. We are not angels, okay? Angels don't understand redemption. You and I understand redemption. We know what it means 
to be redeemed by the love and grace of God. Are you with me? Did I confuse anybody? If it's too bad, just fall out on the floor and we'll come and give you CPR, okay? We'll do our best to give you mouth to mouth. Okay. I'm volunteering Steve to, to do that. Okay. Oh, well, hi, Terry back here. Terry's our parish nurse and Mikey. We'll let the nurses do that today. And the respiratory therapists. Y'all can do all that stuff. And I'll do the... I'll do the watching. You know, Jesus told the disciples to watch and pray. So I'll watch and I'll pray while you all, well, anyway. Y'all feel that I'm digging a hole up here and kind of throwing dirt? <laughs> hey, but that's all right. Anytime you dig a hole, you can always fill it back up again, right? Yeah, Miss D, how do you dig a hole? Go ahead and tell them how to. <laughs> okay, let's start. Everybody, let's start digging here. Come on. All right. Now, are you having fun? Who says you can't get a little entertainment when you come to church, right? It doesn't need to be boring. It shouldn't be boring. And y'all that are going to the beach are thinking, oh, I'm digging sand. You got your sand boxes and your sand buckets and you're just digging. And you really don't end up in China either when you dig a deep hole. Just thought I'd let you know. Okay, now let's get back to, that was my commercial break without a break. All right. Whew, give us a commercial break music. <laughs> Days of our lives or something like that. Okay, the whole point of this is people who come into the faith late in life, maybe on their deathbed, have the same right as the children of God, as those who were born in the church. Amen? I think to me, that's what I get out of this story. And it's urgent that people in the world understand that because a lot of people live under guilt. A lot of people live under shame and they feel like I've wasted so much of my life. I don't have anything left to give to God that's worth having. Let me tell you, everything within you is worth having for God. God loves you no matter where you are, what you've been into. What, it doesn't matter where you've been in life, but it really does matter what you're doing right now. Today is a brand new beginning. And I often tell you the story, and I mentioned it last week, of Simon Peter, that shortest prayer in the Bible that I can find as he was sinking deep in sin, deep into the waters, of the Galilee Sea, all he could do was say, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. And whoever's viewing this, you know, we have, last week we had 3,600 people view our worship service online. And this week, I haven't checked, but it's uh, 2,000 or better who watched our service from last Sunday afternoon. So people are hearing this in many places and wherever you are if you're listening to this and you're feeling like I'm talking to you and describing you then I am the Holy Spirit is wanting us to know that our life is worth redeeming our life is worth saving and we never know what that person experienced in the dying moment of grace we never know that's why we can never be the judge of someone's salvation amen we are to judge our own salvation. And I found out I got so many weeds growing in my backyard, I don't have time to pull yours. Amen. Is that some weed pulling music? Yeah, okay. Sounded like it. So God loves you today. God cares about you. You are worth it to God. Work while it is yet day. The night is coming when no man shall be able to work. God is calling every one of us into the vineyard. You might say, well, I really don't have a job in the church. If you will come and see Jimmy, <laughs> I pass the buck a lot. Come and see me and I will refer you to Jimmy. A job always sounds more important if, there, if it comes along with a referral, right? Right. There you go. Josh like that. 
So I will refer, refer you to Jimmy, who in turn will refer you to Steve, who in turn will refer to, to Lloyd in turn. You know how it goes. But there's always work for you to do in the kingdom of God. Nina, where are you? Nina came by a few days ago and she brought two big trays of homemade cookies that she had made. And Tanya was her chauffeur for that day. And the people enjoyed that so much. See, it doesn't take a whole lot to make a difference in a whole lot of people. You know, you might think, well, making, well, if, I, if you saw me making a mess of cookies, I, I came from a place that said a mess means a whole lot. <laughs> a whole mess of. But it would literally be a mess, right? But thank you for doing that, Nina, and thank you, uh, Tanya. See, there's always something you could do. There's always things to do around this place. All you have to do is ask. And you will get the same amount of reward in heaven, in eternity, as anybody else. And be uh, assured you know, whatever I do, I don't do it with the expectation of a reward in heaven. I do it with an expectation of just following the call of God and pleading God's mercy and hoping I make it to heaven. Okay? Anybody else feel that way? God's grace is sufficient. And we need to understand that God loves us more than we could possibly understand. And someday, in that by and by, we're going to understand it. We don't understand it now. We can't understand it. We see things in part. But someday we're going to be able to see clearly, abundantly, in that place, as the songwriter says, where there cometh no night. What a wonderful day. What a day. Let's sing that chorus if we can. What a day. That will be you lead us, Landon, and you join us, okay?
about what a day that will be when the landowner, the king of all kings, God himself, shall wipe away all the tears of the toil of life, all the problems that have beset us, all the shackles that have held us back. We shall be free forevermore. What a day. What a day that will be. Let's sing that chorus one more time like you really, really believe it and mean it. What a day. bless you. Remember, Bible study will be Wednesday at one o'clock. We're hoping that Dr. Smitty will be with us. I will confirm that. If not, I will be here to teach, but there will be Bible study on Wednesday at one o'clock, and then we'll see you here on Friday night for Friday Night Live. Landon will be doing a concert, and the doors will be open, and you're able to come in and just enjoy the service it will be on live stream as well if you need to follow it that way, those of you that are going to be, uh, you know, where? At the beach. Okay. I keep rubbing it in. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, Jimmy, is there anything else I need to mention? Is that it? That's it. All right. God bless you. Go in peace in the name of Christ, our Lord.